Chapter Twenty of France to Scandinavia by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Snapshots in Flanders. We have left Ypres and are riding about over the country through villages which at the time of the armistice were in ruins. The landscape is spotted with patches of red, each patch the tiled roof of a new farmhouse or new village. Every old house has a new roof and on some of them i see the figures of the year of rebuilding painted or worked in with other tiles of black or blue red in china is the sign of good luck here in belgium it is the sign of reconstruction and it means that prosperity has come back to the people most of the houses are of brick or stone nearly all have but one story with ridged roofs ending close to the walls it is only in the larger towns that one can see two and three-story buildings the evidences of the devastation of war have practically disappeared. The railroads have been reconstructed, the roadways rebuilt and improved, and transportation facilities generally are perhaps better than ever before. Belgium was the first country in continental Europe to build a railway. That was in 1834, and ever since then she has been noted for her excellent railway construction. The Germans took over a total of trackage as long as the distance between new york and san francisco or more railroads to the square mile than exist in any other country on earth in addition there were narrow gauge lines which formed a network covering the kingdom there were two thousand four hundred miles of them running from village to village and acting as feeders to the standard gauge railroads of all this the invaders completely destroyed more than seven hundred miles and damaged so much more that altogether over 1,200 miles were put out of operation. They destroyed in the neighborhood of 1,500 bridges, and when they retreated, the country had less than 300 locomotives and only 3,000 cars in good working order. After the armistice, orders were placed in America and Great Britain for new rolling stock. The only ones promptly delivered were those from America. Gradually, the roads have come back, and although they are operating at greatly increased fares, and at a loss to the government, the service in many respects is equal to any we have at home. This is true also in France. In my railway rides there I frequently had express trains which made more than 60 miles an hour. I went over an excellent roadbed from Paris to Reims, a distance of 100 miles, in two hours, and made the 188 miles between Lille and Paris in four hours, or at the rate of 47 miles per hour including three stops. Our best trains from New York to Washington make the 227 miles in five hours, which is only a little more than 45 miles per hour. The French train was brand new. The first-class cars were exceedingly comfortable, and the fare was only about two and one-half cents a mile. The trip cost me $4.28, whereas, if I remember correctly, the fare from Washington to New York on the Congressional Limited is a little over ten dollars or more than twice as much although the distance is only thirty-five miles greater my dinner in the french dining car cost eighty-five cents and was better than the meals on our trains at home everything was served piping hot we began with an excellent soup served in large cups after which came fish with potatoes followed by a course of roast beef with green beans the meal ended with a dessert of cheese and ripe grapes we were charged 10 cents extra for coffee, and I could have had a bottle of excellent wine for 25 cents. 
the dining car prices are about the same here in belgium in both france and belgium there is much discussion of electrification of the railways the french scheme is associated with the harnessing of the water power of the rhone river an excellent report upon which has been made by dr william c huntington former commercial attache to the american embassy in paris he says that the rhone basin is theoretically capable of producing one million seven hundred thousand horsepower and that it could actually give eight hundred thousand horsepower all the year round which is equal to the importation of five million tons of coal per annum france has a program to electrify more than five thousand miles of railway covering a large part of the most important french systems the total expense is estimated at more than two and one-half billion francs belgium proposes to begin electrification with the brussels antwerp line and to go on from there to the luxembourg line it will have both self-propelling trains and trains drawn by electric tractors the speed made will be forty-five or fifty miles per hour but jules has stopped our automobile at lungenboom a little village near moore and motions to us to get out we do so and follow him to a turnstile where by paying a franc we enter a wood and follow a trail to long max of moore a little brother of the big bertha that sent shells seventy-five miles into paris this german gun was used to fire upon dunkirk on the english channel twenty-eight miles away it is fourteen inches in diameter and its barrel is so large that when i offered a boy of twelve a franc to crawl in that i might photograph him looking out he had no trouble in doing so the barrel is forty-two inches in circumference and its long shell was i venture much taller than the boy long max is mounted on a great concrete foundation with a sunken pit walled with iron beneath it he can be raised and lowered and swung around as though on a pivot close by was a dummy gun which was used with a smoke and flash apparatus to draw the british fire in a dugout probably used for storing ammunition i found a belgian selling lace he had beautiful tablecloths at a low price and lace collars of fine work which cost only two or three dollars he brought out the pillow on which he himself had made much of his stock telling us that the finest of his wares had required weeks of work returning to our automobile we go past windmills tall white towers of brick or wood throwing their red arms about they make me think of don quixote and his fight with the windmill he succeeded almost as well as the germans the windmills here are used to grind grain and are operated from the farmsteads nearby see that stack of stumps and logs near those houses of bright yellow bricks they came from trees along the roadside cut off by the shells we ride on between rows of young trees newly planted during their occupation of belgium the germans cut down timber worth several hundred millions of dollars they cut old and young trees and in some places even the orchards were ruined in Ainot, liege and namur large wooded areas were entirely destroyed riding on to the northeast we go through the ancient city of bruges it once vied with ypres having one hundred and fifty thousand inhabitants although now it is not more than one-third of that size it is a city of canals it is nearly surrounded by them and the waterways run through the town a new ship canal six miles long connecting it with zeebruges was opened some years ago you will remember that the latter port on the north sea 
was a German submarine base during the war. It was badly damaged by the bombardment of the Allied airmen, and the Germans sank large cranes in the docks, as well as twelve ships and other small craft in the basin. In order to clear the harbor, the canal was blocked and the water pumped out. Another great canal city is Ghent, through which we pass on our ride back to Brussels. It is cut up by waterways, which divide it into thirteen islands connected by fifty-eight bridges. This is a quaint old Flemish town, whose medieval buildings, great cathedral and belfry, and many museums are the delight of the tourist. About the time of Columbus, it was the most important city in Flanders, and again it has on its seven-league boots and is rapidly growing. With its suburbs, its population is now in excess of 200,000, and it is more than 16 miles in circumference. A wide ship canal, deep enough for all ocean-going merchant vessels, connects the town with the Scheldt. Ghent stands next to Antwerp as the chief port of Belgium. It is noted for its imports of cotton, which comes from the United States by the tens of thousands of tons, and it has great cotton and linen mills, which have more than 1,500,000 spindles and about 50,000 looms. It is the Manchester of Belgium, and its people have always been noted as spinners and weavers. Besides its cotton manufactures, it has one of the largest linen mills of the world, while in the country nearby, fine lace is made, much of it by women working by hand. End of chapter 20